The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Wow, March 13th, 1996. I rant about the lottery. See? People think I recently turned into an a-hole. No, not so much. Also, we talk about Premarin. It's pregnant mare urine. <laughs> Hormone replacement for women. Which I think it's weird. And I do my first Mahalo closing line. Wow. Talk about a walk through memory lane. And I'll tell you a place you don't want to walk through, the post office. Why? It's crowded. It's the holidays. It's stacked up. You use stamps.com instead. You don't have time for the post office. You say fat to that. Post office is going to be packed with everyone mailing their gifts. You don't have time for that. Use stamps.com instead. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and your own printer. Easy and convenient. The mailman just picks it up. We got a special offer. Use the promo code CLL for a no-risk trial. 110 buck bonus offer, including a digital scale and 55 bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in CLL. Get it? Classic love line. That's stamps.com. Promo code CLL. to him because he's right. Let me get the phone number out before we get started here. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Translated, that's 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Ann just handed me uh, a couple of pieces of mail, and one of them is from the uh, American Family Publishers. Adam, well, see, that's not really Corolla, is it? like Coral. Coral Ral. You've broken through to level four. You're our biggest winner of all time with, what is that, 11 million? 11 million. 11 million. Guaranteed. Wow. Guaranteed 11 million? <laughs> Guaranteed 11 million by those two uh, big fat saps, Ed McMahon and Dick Clark, these, these smiling, dancing monkeys, basically. You know, you know, 100 years from now, people are going to go, Ed McMahon, Dick Clark, what did they do? Um... Gee, I don't know. I guess they were just like shills for the publishing company, or was it the record company? A hundred years from now, that those names will be something that people could could bring up. Big jokes, but this is no, honestly not. Maybe at at junior college. Maybe there's some sort of like uh, bandstand history 101 or something. But here's the point. I was thinking, and I've often thought this thought, and people get mad at me when I say it. But if someone gave me 11 million dollars. Five years ago, it would have ruined my life. Right, right. If they would have given me $11 million two years ago, I think it would have ruined my life. I've never played the lottery before because I think when you play the lottery, you're admitting that you're powerless. What you're saying is, is I got a stinking life. I can't do anything. I mean, I'm going to play the lottery in hopes that I can change my life. Yeah. I think it's a bad message. Right, right, I right. know this sounds like I've been thinking right. too much. Right, 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 right. I don't want to go play the lottery because when I play the lottery, I'm admitting that I'm not going to make it on my own. 
I want to make the million, but I want to make it. I want to earn it. Right, you want to earn it. Right. I want to get it. I want right. someone to give it to me. Right, right, right. <laughs> I want to like luck out and win it. Right. And and, it, and there's a second side of that, and that is if you get if you were to have won it, you might have cut your motivation off. You might have gone out to try to earn it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just, I just, I would have spiraled into a, th- a drug-induced, masturbatory <laughs> spin cycle and, and been like rinsed that, just fallen through some storm drain and come out in the bay. But uh, seri- on, a, on a serious note, there's a friend of mine. This guy's best friend. I mean, I've been friends with this guy since I've been nine. You got a million best friends. Well, you they know, they all smoke grow- pot. They, they all, all smoke pot. Right, this is the same guy. All right. Played pop Warner football the whole nine yards. This guy, real good-looking guy, real charismatic guy. Everyone loves this guy. He's been in and out, you know, with the drugs and the booze, and everyone still loves him, though. He got hooked up with a woman recently who's basically a millionaire. She inherited a ton of money and basically took care of him. <laughs> Drew just wrote a name down. He has no way. He knows one friend of mine. No, it is not that name. He hooked up with this guy. Uh, this this girl hooked up with my friend, right? And she basically set him up in a big house and bought him a Porsche and and gave him his dream, which is you never have to work again. This guy was just a construction worker, mm. and you just do whatever you want all day. Joe Schmo, right? And, and I'll take care of you and yeah. just hang out. Would you like that? Was I like that? Would you like no, that? No, no, because I would. I know myself. Yeah. I would get I would get up at noon every day. As it is, I get up at eleven thirty, but I would push it up a half hour. And I would, I would, I would turn into dust. This guy is gone crazy oh, with really? this situation. He's not doing well. No, what can he do? He can't yeah. work. Yeah. I mean, he's a construction worker. What's he going to do? Get up at six every morning and right. haul his ass out to right. Simi Valley and swing the hammer all day yeah. for for you know seventy five bucks? Yeah. No, he says screw it. So he sits home, but he goes nuts. He got back into drugs. Oh and, no, no. Like vomited in the Porsche. Oh and it, my. It, it's killing him. Oh gee. I think. Giving a million dollars to a lot of people would kill them. And if he had earned it, he maybe, maybe, well. Well, if he earned it, it would have taken care of itself because he would have had the tools. If you have the tools to earn it, then you have the tools. He also would have been 70 years old by the time he achieved that. Take care of yourself, probably. Alice. Alice? Alice. Wait, wait, wait. Mike said it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, she don't live here anymore. I guess I can drop that. Damon. See, Mike. Go, go back to Alice. <laughs> this is a bad thing. I dumped Alice. You, no, Alice is still up there. Oh, she is? Yeah, go ahead and go to Alice. Oh, okay. Mike, get us. Here Alice. Hi, Alice. Hey. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Hi, I need some advice from you to help a friend. All right. Okay, I have this friend named Emma. She's 20 years old, and she was recently introduced to this guy named Benny over the phone. And before they met in person, he got thrown into a state prison for a two-year sentence. For what? He got thrown into a state prison. Why? Why? For attempted murder. Mm. Who'd he try to kill? Um, like a friend. I don't know. Well, probably not a close friend, though. Yeah, okay. Well, all she has from him now are his love letters and a bunch of collect calls. And mm. She's totally in love with him, and mm. he convinces her to mail him money orders. Oof. So she spent nearly, like, $500 on money orders and collect calls. And wow. we know Benny's brother, so we also know a lot about his past. But, um, see, Emma, she won't believe anything we tell her because she's convinced that they love each other and nobody uh, cares about him. Alice? Yeah? See, when someone is in the pen for attempted murder, 
that's where the paper trail stops, in my opinion. I mean, you really don't have to investigate their past. They're in the pokey. They're doing time for attempted murder. It's not like you have to look in to see what kind of... You don't have to get a, a personality profile. The guy is in the jug. Well, I need advice from me to get her to stop this and stop sending him money. She's wasting her money, and he's not going to give it back to her. He's How is she? Is, it, come out. is this her money? Yeah, it's her money. What is he doing with the money? Like buying cigarettes and drugs, drugs and stuff? Um, I don't know. Like, I heard you can gamble in jail, oh. or I don't know. <laughs> I guess if you can do it, you can do it in jail. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any advice for her? Well, she's obviously screwed up, isn't she? No, she's she's a really nice girl. We we all go to school together. She's not suffering from a big self-esteem problem. She has n she's been dateless until this guy, am I right? Um yes. Yeah. She's had no social life, right? Well, she has a lot of friends. Yeah, but she's had no romantic life. I guess not. Okay, and here's what happens to people. They have no romantic life, so they have a romantic relationship with someone or they create it in their mind. Or whatever, whatever it is, and then they mistake that for the only one they could ever have. Right. Because hey, what do you, what were you doing the last five years? Nothing. All right. This is the only person who'll have you. Mm -hmm. So they can abuse you, they can use you, they can rip you off from jail for Christ's sake. Yeah, and she's willing to wait for him for two years and give up her virginity too. Right. Okay. This is ridiculous. Listen, Alice. Yeah. You know, you know what you need to do. What? Stay out of it. <laughs> Probably. I think you need to find her guy. Well, there are guys that like her, but she just won't forget about Benny. Well, you have to you have to try to open her up to other guys and and to just reality at some level. I mean, come on, Alice, you know her. Talk to her. Yeah, all of us know her, but there's all right. no way to convince her. Then then there's no way. Yeah, then cut her hands off. What do you cut want us to hands. say? Yeah, if there's no way, there's no way. I mean, but you've got to keep trying. Okay. All right. <laughs> That is scary. She well, just met the guy over the phone, too, right? Yeah. I mean, I it's not even like they had a re real physical right, relationship. Right, right. Wow. Some women are just into guys in jail. I, I know. Oh, that, that's no, not, that's just, not what this was. They're into guys they see on TV. Yeah, you kill enough people, they parade you uh, across the uh, evening news, and all of a sudden your social life, your, the prison phone is ringing off the hook. Damon? Yeah, what's up? How you doing, Damon? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. I love your show. Thanks. Okay. You guys want me to get right to the problem? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. Here's the problem. On February 14th, Valentine's Day, a week be before me and my girlfriend Jen's one-year anniversary, her uh, dad found me after work, and he came to me and said, Hey, I, I found out you and my daughter have been having sex, and you're no longer allowed to see her, no longer allowed to call her or come over to our house again. I'm really mad with you. I hate, you know, liars. They make me sick. You're scum of the earth, and... You know, all that, all that stuff. Had okay. you lied to him in some way? Uh, no, I mean, we didn't, you know, come right out and say, hey, you know, we're having sex. I just, I, I, you know, you should know that. I was honest with my, you know, my family about it, and, you know, she chose not to be with hers. Mm -hmm. Anyways, well, her mom grounded her till June, and she said that she cannot go to the prom with me. Uh, wait a minute, June of what year? This year. Oh, okay. okay. So that's about four or five months. All right. And she said she's not allowed to go to the prom with me. And unless, you know, like some, you know, psychologist or doctor, you know, says that, you know, and he feels that or she feels that, you know, the situation would be different. You, you need like a note from uh, Dr. Freud? Yeah, I kind of like that, you know. 
Yeah, you, because I listen to your show all the time, and I know you guys give great advice, I thought I'd call you guys up. After. All right, I'm going to give you some great advice, but let me just comment on a, some on something first. All right. You know, there are these parents, yeah, and they wonder why their kids don't right. tell them anything. Right, right, right. And they always pull that crap. Oh, come on, you should have come to us first. <laughs> But you know that environment. You right. know if this dad is the kind of guy who's going to wait outside the uh, Del Taco for Damon to get off work and accost him in the alley, probably brandishing a, a, a wiener. A tire iron. You, you, yeah, I mean a tire iron or a frozen weenie. That can be a weapon. <laughs> you know that this that there's absolutely no environment around the dinner table to bring up anything except for, like, good Christian fellowship. Right. Exactly. And it's the, it's the environment which kids tend to rebel against and backlash against, too. So they can really oh, yeah. anticipate. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, Dad, you don't want to have sex with one guy? I'm going to have sex with this guy and his friend. Hey! <sighs> That's why I'm going to tell my kid you do whatever you want. I'm locking you in the room, though. Right. You have a consequence. <laughs> you have, you have like a 12 by 12 carpeted area with yeah. a TV set. We can talk all about it. Whatever you want inside of those confines is your business. So you want to know, so you haven't spoken to the guy since? And no, neither her mom or her dad. They, they don't want to hear about me at all. Who do you think would be more open to it, mom? Yeah, probably mom. I would work on the more pliable of the two parents and then have that one work on the other parent. Yeah, well, uh, I, I can't even talk to either of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand how you think it is that they're going to allow you to see her for the prom if they won't allow you to have any contact with her. Well, and the one uh, no, no, we go to school together, and we can hang out at lunch, and, and she said we can still go out. We just have to wait until she gets off grounding in six months, you know, in June. I see. Yeah, and and the tricky thing is she's 18 now. Ah. But she's still dependent on them. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I'm 17 myself, and, you know, I know that you know, right. we're almost no longer children. But, Damon, yeah. Damon, listen. Here's what you have to do. You're looking at a six-month sentence. On good behavior, on good behavior you might be able to get off with four. three months, four months or four months. You need to chip away. Now, don't take a chainsaw and sculpt all at once. You need just one little swing of the, the sculptor's chisel each night. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Uh, don't do anything that's going to get you any trouble. Exactly. May, may, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, could he, could, he send, you know, could he send an Easter card to the family, you know, kind of thing? Uh, yeah. Thoughts of you on this uh, joyous BS religious holiday or something like that? You know what I mean? Just yeah. little bits and pieces, and so they, they sort of the kettle, turn the heat down on the kettle, and the water will become uh, Luke eventually, and you'll be able to put your hand in there and take what you want. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> we, like, I don't think you're going to go to the prom with her. Uh, I don't think so. I think he will. When's the prom? When is the prom? What was that? When is the prom? Uh, it, it, I think it's in May. It's a couple months. Yeah, I, I, think if he, I think if he implements my plan... You sure you shouldn't, like, buy them groceries and do errands for them, mow their lawn, this sort of stuff? Oh, don't you look lovely today, Mrs. So-and-so. Mike! Hello, Adam. Hello, Mike. Hey, Drew. Hey, Mike. Yeah, I have a problem. There's this girl that I've liked for the past, like, few months I've been hanging out with her. I've known her for a year, and I am just not sure. I know she likes me, but I'm not sure how to break it to her that I want to have a relationship. Oh, yeah, she may snap. <laughs> she likes you, right, Mike? Well, as far as I've heard. I love that, by the way. Back, I, I miss those days of being able to like go and check around and find out if someone likes you. You know, when you get older, you have to just go up and take your lumps. 
You know what I mean? You like look for a wedding ring and anything short of that, you just go up and you just take a pounding right there, right there at the, right there at the bar, you know, or work or wherever. But when you're a kid, you can go on like a recon mission. Right. You know, you, <laughs> you can go ask Peppermint Patty or Pig Pen or Linus, you know, to, you put your little feelers out on the street. Everyone. It's like Huggy Bear. Well, it's it's a, it's a little little microcosm of people. They go to school every day, and they know each other. Right, right. So you can get everything in order before you make the move, and then you're at like this 95% accuracy level, but you know? Then, then Success the, level. Then the problem is, though, you have the entire community watching to see how you do it, when you do it, if you do it. The heat is turned up that way. Mike. The main problem that I'm having yes. right now is she just got over a relationship with her ex-boyfriend, like... I'd say maybe about a month and a half ago, and I know she still cares for him, but he has, like, seriously dragged her through the dirt, and I'm just kind of worried about, like, treading at the wrong time and, like, making her feel kind of bad. How did he drag her through the dirt? Well, he, like, he said that she had sex with him when she really didn't, Mm. and Mm. started a whole bunch of rumors about her. Mike. She likes you. Go up to her. Go for the full frontal assault. Just go for it. Ask her out. Yeah. It's like when uh, we invaded Grenada. <laughs> we got him we got him whooped. We don't have to sneak into the back door of Grenada. We walk right on in with the band playing. She likes you, Mike. Go ahead. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, you have our blessing. Hmm. Hmm. Sally. Hi. Hey. Hey, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, you're on Loveline. Well, my mom, I put her into treatment, an inpatient treatment. Um, I set it all up for her. She didn't know we had insurance or anything. I made sure we did. I set it up. I packed her clothes. Did she request it? Was she she motivated for treatment? Did she she request it? She wanted to go, yeah. She had health problems with her liver. She knew she needed to be in there. What what is she being treated for? Alcohol? Alcohol abuse. Alcohol, okay. And so you got her in, and now what happened? She won't talk to me. She'll. Her boyfriend is staying here with me. Mm-hmm. She'll talk to him. He goes, Sally, get on the phone. I get on the phone. She hangs up. Hmm. And she won't say two words to me. She is didn't it, help in the least. Is it perhaps that she's sort of overwhelmed right now? She's beginning to feel things that she hadn't felt in a long time and is ashamed, doesn't want to deal with you right now? Well, I don't it, know. it's been going on for a long time. That I, she hasn't spoken to you? No, I mean, she she's had an alcohol problem since before I was born. Uh, yeah, but how long has she been in treatment? Um, since about Thursday. Uh, a week. Okay, so about a week. Well, you know, here's something that happens. Sometimes when people sober up, they, like you were saying, they get ashamed. Yeah, they feel shame. They feel feelings they haven't felt in years. Especially suddenly. when your kid is playing the parent and right. you've become the child right. in the relationship. Yeah, I mean, you, you may have sort of over-humbled her, and she may be ashamed. Or she may be angry. It's it's real difficult to tell what kind of feeling somebody's going to have when they first get into treatment. I, I can virtually promise you it's going to come around. I would suggest you get into whatever family treatment modalities are available in the program she's at mm-hmm. and begin to deal with this stuff. It's got to get on the table. you got to deal with it in that safe environment. And don't be afraid. It'll, it'll work itself out. Yeah, because, I mean, she seems to want to talk to everybody else but me. Well, you have, you'll have an opportunity in a group to go in there and confront her about that and let her know how she's, how she's making you feel, and she'll tell you what's going on with her, and there'll be therapists there to help you guys work it through so you can reestablish your relationship with her now sober. Okay? Oh, so and you need to go to Alateen, all right? 
Okay. Alateen, you got it? That's going to work out then? Alateen, it's going to work out. You go to Alateen and you participate in the family component of the treatment where she's at, okay? Well, what do I do in the meantime when she won't talk to me? She's far away, I can't. Where is she? She's in, she, I don't... How far away is she? Probably a couple hours away. So I can't, we don't have transportation. she got a DWI, cars and insured. I can't get, you know, there's no way I can get up there. Well, and, call her counselor where she's at. Mm-hmm. And let them know about your problem, and they'll help you arrange when you need to come in and how you get there. Okay? And you can get involved in an Alateen program that's near you. Right. Okay. Good okay. luck, Sally. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Uh, kids being parents, parents being kids. And but and, and then kids having kids. <laughs> we have that going on, too. It's all backwards. Uh, right? Ah, uh, Robbie. Hey. Hey. Hey, I can't believe I got through. I've been trying for like a month. <laughs> Is your question a month old? Um, well, no, I've been coming up with different reasons to call in. Oh, okay. <laughs> the best one. All right. <laughs> okay, um. We're intrigued. <laughs> okay, um. I have like, sometimes when I go to sleep at night, well, sometimes it's hard to go to sleep at all, and sometimes I can't sleep, and then sometimes when I do, I'm asleep, and then my whole body will like, will just rock. I don't like, it's kind of like the same. The same um, impact as stepping off a curb unexpectedly. Right, you like, sort of you feel you'll feel like you're falling, and when you hit the ground, you'll yeah. jerk suddenly. Yeah. Is no, that no. right when you're falling asleep? Usually. Because that's kind of a phenomenon that happens to everybody. That happens to everybody. Yeah. What is that? Nocturnal myoclonus, it's called. And things that can make it worse include like thyroid problems, medication, uh, sleeplessness. Uh, she changes in your exercise patterns can do it actually. Uh, so you know if something like that sounds familiar to you, you ought to have it looked into. But otherwise, it is a normal phenomenon. Huh. Okay. Um, what about uh, ways to get to sleep if you if you're having trouble getting to sleep? Melatonin's out there now, and I I really don't know that that's a safe alternative. It seems to be, but until we've had it uh, in, in use for a few years, we won't know for sure. I don't know how many people out there remember the tryptophan fiasco. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I never tried it. Does it but work? It's not available oh, no, anymore. Ke- I thought it kept you. Oh, no, yeah, put you to sleep. Yeah, it was, it was found naturally in, in poultry and stuff like that. And it, it, it made people, the, the complex that was actually administered out there in the community made people sick, and sometimes deadly ill. So you don't know. Uh, by Benadryl is something you can use for sleep. Uh, you, know, you'll... you can rent some of those artsy French films with the <laughs> subtitles. That always does it for me. All right, Robbie. Okay, thanks. Good luck. And we's going to be back after this. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone. 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National 
National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. Hi, I'm Robin Leach with those champagne wishes and caviar dreams. And you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Corolla. Yes, I bet he is on. What what island does he own, this Tur- Robin Leach? Turtle Island, something like that. Where Turtle he? Island. No, no, he's out there. No, Mantega, yes. Right. Knee deep in Polynesian Puntang. Are we allowed to say that? I guess I just did. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones we go. Eric. Hey. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hey, um, I smoke pot and take, I've got ADD and I take a one. And, um. Is your mom in the next room? Is that why you're so quiet? Yeah. Okay. They don't know you smoke pot, obviously. Yeah. All right. So, um, How much Ritalin do you take? What's that? How much Ritalin do you take? Um. Two twenties in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, ten in the morning, mm-hmm. and then I take a nipplemine. Mm-hmm. Twenty five in the morning, and then in the afternoon I take a ten milligram. Verlin. And um, the twenty five in the of uh, a nipplemine in the morning. Okay. I mean in the afternoon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, is there alcoholism in your family system somewhere? Um, my mom's side. Yeah. Because uh, you know ADD can be a marker for addictive disease. Yeah, I've read about that. And. Strangely, uh, getting on Ritalin, you've been on it for a, a time? Yeah, my, basically my whole life. Yeah, strangely, getting on Ritalin does not increase your probability of addiction, uh, severe addiction especially, probably decreases it. Uh, but I think what we're seeing with you is that the pot's beginning to come on as your drug of choice and your whole addictive process may begin to manifest. So I'm really more concerned about the fact that you have a regular relationship with pot more so than what it could do to the therapeutic medication you're taking. The amipramine is actually more of a concern to me with pot than the Ritalin, okay? Yeah. Uh, um, is there any big, big adverse effects from it? Hey. From the two, the three minute. together? Eric. Yeah. Get on your bed. Are you on your bed? Yeah. Alright, put the comforter over your head. Is it over your head? Uh, you make a little tent. Like, you know when you fart? And you make that little tent right before you flap it? Are you in there? Yeah. Okay, now... Sp- <laughs> Alright, do you have gas? No. Okay. Could you speak up a little, for Christ's sake? We're doing a radio show. Yeah, I know. My dad's going to get... All right. Well, just just sit in the tent. I'll I'll tell you what. We won't call pot pot. Okay. We'll call pot algebra. Okay? Okay. Doing algebra. I think you've been smoking (laughs) a little algebra. (laughs) You're clairvoyant. The point is, is now you can say algebra as loud as you want, and your dad's going to go, in that cute? I don't know. I get F in math anyway, so... Well, know. Eric, yeah. you should talk to the doctor that's prescribing these medications to you, all right? Because okay. it, it, it's not so much about the potential interaction amongst these medicines as the fact that you're getting preoccupied with it. Well, and and yeah, it's, I... it's definitely going to adversely impact your mood, okay? Yeah. That's Eric, for sure. Eric, you have... All right, by the way, attention deficit disorder, which we just keep saying ADD, and I guess people that listen 
enough. No, we're talking about, but not everybody. Did you see? Uh, is it Newsweek? I think this week the cover of Newsweek is about Ritalin. And, really? Uh, yeah. So you can pick up a uh, time or new, I think it's time of the Hillary, right? Newsweek yeah. has a uh, thing about Ritalin. So pick it up. All right. Oh, my library kit. Yeah, check it out. All right, Eric, read up. And Eric, you got enough problems. Don't smoke any more pot. Just give it a break for a little while. All right. All right? All right, thanks. Think of Dad. <sighs> Kim. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Oh, hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, Kim. Okay. This is going to sound really weird and everything, but I have these friends, and they're married, and I am sleeping with the husband, and mm. my friend is sleeping with the wife, and they won't get divorced because she's afraid of losing the son, and he just really wants to piss off his wife. How old are these people? Um, she's 24, he's 23. How old uh, is your friend? He's 18. Mm. All right, so, okay, L -l let me just mark this down now. All right, you're 16, right, Kim? Yeah. All right, now your male friend is 18. Yeah. And the two of you are going over to the married couple's house and, and, and like, like a wrestling team and doing like some tag team action, right? Yeah. Are, are you like in the next room while they're no, in? No, it's like um, after she go to work, I'll come over to his house or whatever, and whenever he's not there. Okay. Does everyone know what's going on? Yeah, like both the husband and the wife are aware of us. Jesus. Wow. There Stuff like this makes me sick. Well, <laughs> it does. Thank, thank you, it does. God, I could imagine Thanksgiving over at that place. It's just, I don't know. And, and I really need to know how I can get them to get divorced. You can't. Well, what, so why, do you wanna, why do you want them to get divorced? Not, not that they should stay together, but what do you care? Well, because I like the husband. I mean, so the husband, so first of all, what state are you calling from? Me? That yeah. state? Yeah. Illinois. What's the age of consent that we have our list of? Oh, I, I, I don't know what I did with that. I wiped myself with that, like, uh, that week. But Wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 16. I mean, you, first of all, he might be breaking the law with you. Secondly, you're going to have this guy break up with his sick relationship so he can have one with you and do the same thing all over again, probably. Oh, no. Wait a minute, Drew. Hold on. It'll be Kim. different this it's time. Gonna it's going to be different. It's going to be different, right? You don't know the way he looks at her. No, you don't know how what a bitch she is. She's a terrible person. Right? His she, old wife. Oh, right, yeah. Right. She's, she's, she's terrible to him. Right. Oh, she's like Hitler, this one. But Kim, she's an angel. And yeah, she's young. Yeah. <laughs> She's pure. She's low mileage. Take care of the son. Yeah, yeah. She'll she make a good wife. Right. She don't have the birth in hips, but that's okay because we already have a youngin, and he's just right for cuddling. Things will be different, won't it? Won't it, Kim? Uh, I don't know. He talks real nice, though, doesn't he? Uh, I guess. All right, Kim. Hello. Kim. It's confusing. Kim. Yes, this is a fairy tale. Kim, please. This guy is a big loser. And here's the deal with losers. You will be a loser one day, but you're not now because you're only 16. Well, but losers bring people, make other losers. You're losers fledgling a loser. Loser. No, losers create losers. All right, but Kim, you're on your people, way to loser vet. People suck, suck each other into their lowest possible level. Yeah, you know how I'm going? I'm moving to Boobville? Yeah. Kim is going to loser town. All right. Kim, this guy, he's got the car parked out front. He's honking the horn. Come on. We're going to loser white trashville. Come on, I want to get you tied down. Forget about college. Forget about your plans and dreams. Come with me. I have a spotless record. 
Forget it. Now I feel really bad. Good. Well, I hate to be I hate to be cruel, but uh, but but I don't mind in this instance. Kim, we're, you're trying, we're, we're trying to shake you up and yeah. make you realize this that is, you're making some very very bad choices. This is tough yourself. love. This is like scared yeah. straight. Give me your shoes, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's just not good for you, Cam. You're making bad choice. You're stuck. You're getting stuck in a in a quagmire here. This is these people do not have a good relationship. It's a mess. You don't want to be a part of it. He's a lot older than you. You sh- you shouldn't be in the middle of this chaotic mess. It's not. It's not what you deserve. It doesn't speak well for the people that are involved in it. It's not good. Kim, what? Your dad around? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Okay, I had a feeling. <laughs> Listen, because yeah. dad were around what? Yeah. Well, she she would make better choices. That is that is my opinion. And uh, you know, anytime I say something like this, everyone goes, uh, "There's this one guy I know who lives on Mars whose dad left, and he's fine." Yeah. Or one girl I know, and she's fine. Yeah, there are always exceptions, but by and large, I knew Kim's dad wasn't around. So I'm sorry for that, Kim. But Kim, yeah, just because someone made a bad decision in your life doesn't mean you. You have to make a bad decision in your life. Perpetuate that. To chain, break the cycle. Make some good choices. Take care of yourself. Be very careful with whom you choose to get involved with, all right? He's got a degree, Kim. Listen to him. Okay. All right. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Really, even if you don't want to listen to Adam, please listen to me. <laughs> even if you're saying something right for a change. I, I think I was saying something right. Eh, no, screw don't you. Too. Screw you. Screw you. Patrick. Hello. Hey. <laughs> What's happening? What did you do? Just pull the phone out of the cash register? Um, yeah, I sure did. Okay, thank you. <laughs> What's your question? Oh, my question is, uh, I, I'm a, a radio personality, as are you two. Not, not quite as famous. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of started, and I made a big mistake of, you know, hooking up with a listener. Right, right. And, uh... Um, What's the guy's name? Uh, well, he should really remain nameless. No, it's a she. Her name. Oh, it's a she. Okay. I'll remain. Uh, so what'd you do? You got. You're like. You're doing the overnight shifts on the college station, and she called in. She called in, and you know I'd been advised before, you know, not to mess around with any listeners, and I mean she just kept calling. We got to be good buddies. She worked at the pizza place and hooked me up with free pizzas, and and uh, finally, you know, I agreed to meet her and her buddy, and uh, so I had my buddies come, and we all just kind of went to happy hour one day. And it was nice, you know. Right. You got and loaded. You made a move. Got loaded. Made a move. You're exactly right. And uh, <laughs> she figured she thought I came on too strong, which was fine. Right. Right. Okay. And then you know another day she you know she called me some more and she wanted to you know meet me after I got off the air five thirty in the morning. Right. Met me over at my apartment and she wanted to drink then because she yeah she's a she's pretty much a boozer and uh, so we got pretty wasted and you know. One thing led to another, and all right, you know, just you consummated the stalking, yes, exactly, yeah, Tr- you know, triggered I, I, the stalking, I like to call it. Yes, yes, you used your penis, uh, kind of like a a key card. Yeah, yes, you 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 pulled it through the slot there, like you do at the supermarket. <laughs> you charged some sex, and now the bill has come in the mail. The bill did come in. Yes, you must pay the piper. You know, um, I, I pride myself on not being a jerk, and, you know, so I, you know, I continued to talk to her, but I told her, you know, I didn't really want anything to go on, you know, I, we made a mistake, you know, right. that whole street. But she won't let up. Oh, no, and then, you know, she just got, she really, you know, became overbearing. I mean, constantly calling, constantly showing up at my place. 
Right. Um, showing up at bars that she doesn't even hang out at that I do and she knows I do. Um, calling my roommates, trying to hang out with them. All right, Patrick. Yes. Listen, do you have a really crappy radio name? Um, no, I don't. I have a pretty good one, actually. Really? What is it? Uh, Matt Bisbee. Matt Bisbee? Yeah. All right. It a, it's not a radio name. It's my real name, but it's what I use. Oh, okay. Well, well I don't know. Change your radio name to, like, uh, Hot Mike. Is not Patrick? I shouldn't use Patrick? All right, use Patrick. <laughs> use Patrick. I use uh, Patrick Quinn. Change the format and get her to switch to another station. Uh, I don't know. She's not going to hurt you, is she? She's not going to hurt me, no, but, I mean, she just, you know, I, I don't want to have to come to the point where I just got to be a... Oh, you no, do, Patrick, you Patrick, do. Patrick, there is no way it is going to stop until you cease any and all contact with her and bring very intense structure to bear. And then it's going to it's gonna flare, get a lot worse, and then slowly go away. Patrick, but you have I, I to... thought that had happened. You know, no, Patrick, no, 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 you have to bring all kinds of... You cannot allow any reinforcing contact to go on. It's got to be zero, and it's got to be cut. Patrick? Yes? You're a radio guy. You know music. You know who Nick Lowe is? Um, I don't know. I don't know right now, actually. You, you don't know who Nick Lowe is? Who's Nick Lowe? I would fire your ass in a second. His biggest song is Cruel to be Kind, Aww. and that is what Patrick must do. Look deep into this jingle. You are getting sleepy, sleepy. Loveline will be right back. You will listen. You will listen. Stamps.com. The holidays are almost here. You don't have time for the post office. You say, fat to that. Post office is going to be packed with everyone mailing their gifts. You don't have time for that. Use stamps.com instead. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and your own printer. Easy and convenient. we got a special offer. Use the promo code CLL for a no-risk trial. 110 buck bonus offer, including a digital scale and 55 bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in C-L-L. Get it? Classic love line. That's stamps.com. Promo code C-L-L. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. All right, that, that's fine, Drew, but we got a show to do. The mics are hot. <laughs> I guess you didn't know coming in a commercial. Uh, let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Faxes like this one. Hello, I have two questions. The second one is really important. I am 13 years old and only like a few foods. Is there an operation I can have to remove my taste buds? No. Because you got too many of them, right? No. And this leads me to an important point. I am not going to have any pussy kids with this food business. Oh, and you... Oh, oh. Uh, oh yeah. And, I'm and, not. And nor will you have uh, kids that backlash against that. No, I won't. Yeah. I won't. Oh, I yeah. refuse to. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I swear, I know You're people... You're going to tube feed them if they, if they try to be picky about their foods. I know people who are adults, girls I've dated, and you go out to eat with them and they go... I like cheese, 
I just don't like it melted. I, I like nuts, you know, but I don't like them in my pastry. And then they always look at you and go, you know what I'm talking about? And I go, no, you're nuts. Now, you're backlashing against your upbringing, right? I had to eat whatever. If it fell on the floor, I had to eat it. If it fell on the in the dog's dish, I had to eat it. Yeah, but you you would eat it because you were so restricted right, from any food. Right, there was nothing to eat, right, yes. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you what happens. Let me tell you what old hippie mom had this great plan. Hippie mom said, let's not give the kid any refined sugar. Let's keep him away from white flour. Let's right. keep him away from fat. Let's keep him away from all the things that kids probably biologically just go insane for at 11, 12, 13. That, that all, is correct. Through your whole life, really. And, of really. course, but, your plan was to improve your scholastic performance, which it <laughs> wonders for. <laughs> that backfired. Yeah. I was a yeah. ceramics major, for Christ's sake. But the point is this. She said, I'm going to have this, like, pottery you know, everything's going to be eaten out of, like, hand-thrown pottery, and we're going to eat nothing but sprouts. We actually ate weeds at one point. There, what? Let me explain. There was a hip trend in in the 70s when it came, some, it was all this whole goddamn Yule Gibbons thing. Remember he was oh walking around God. talking about pine eating cones. parts of pine cones and oh, stuff? Right. Someone figured out that there were weeds that were edible. Unbelievable. My mom harvested weeds. Okay. You don't like spinach? Try eating weeds. But the point is, is I would go next door. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she was no Shasha Kapoor, though, I got to tell you. She was more like the uh, lesbian carpenter who but, but, used to come over and work on the place. So you never Mr. could tell. Mr. Ziffel's kind of like Zorback. Mr. Ziffel was <laughs> Mr. Zorback. All right, everyone's getting in the act. But here's the point. I would go next door and babysit on Saturday nights. They were a normal family. I was so craved and so depraved that I would go into the pantry and open cans of pie filling and spoon it right out into my into my little 13-year-old mouth. I would take, like, Toll House morsels, mini marshmallows, Count Chocula, and dump it in a big bowl with pie filling and then put, like, Cool Whip on the thing and spoon it into my mouth. You see what happens? You're fat. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. But, the, but that's a great example of uh, uh, symbolically of the kind of backlash you can get. I mean, I don't know that people usually go as far as count chocula, but <laughs> but uh, you can imagine people are restricted in, in other areas where they need to uh, express themselves. Oh, no kidding. Oh, you try to get the kid. Oh, anyway, Le you know. Now I'm sickened by my past, Laura. Gentlemen. Hey. Hello. Um, I have a question for Doctor Drew. Mm-hmm. I went on birth control pills in October, mm -hmm. and they were kind of a high dosage, and I went on them actually before I was sexually active. Did and you go on them because you were planning to be sexually active? Right. Yeah. Well, she well, just liked like, the taste. No, so they're, they're therapeutic reasons people Oh, yeah, all right. All right. So, and um, so then, I don't know, I've always been like a really happy person, and then all of a sudden I got on these. You're moody. And real depressed. Yeah. And so that's the pills. Yep, yep, and it kept going on. But your so. boobs are bigger, so everything balances out. Well, <laughs> it's not always the best thing, but that's all right. Anyway, so I got on a lower dosage, and I'm still depressed, and I don't know. Like, mm. I just want to know, like, I guess what the side effects are, and I the, guess I never really knew that you could get depressed on them. Oh yes, you can. Started telling me it can, it can, it can, make, it can improve your mood too, but it can make it also. Impaired, it can screw up your mood. Do you think it's like worth it to stay on them? To be uh, well, well, you're not having sex yet, are you? Oh, of course, I wouldn't. I would not be going through this if I weren't. Oh, okay. Right. Well, you you <coughs> you said you initially were taking them before you're sexually oh, active. Right. Like, I mean, not long before. What okay. kind of doctor is prescribing the medication? Uh, internal medicine. What is the pill that you're on? 
I'm on low overall now, and I was on orthonovum before. Yeah, you you ought to maybe get a consult with a gynecologist <clears throat> because yeah. there it may be the progest what well, obviously the progestational agent that's uh-huh. causing this, and there are different progestational agents out there. Okay. Uh, something called orthoest now, or, or ortho. What do they call it? Yeah, ortho. And that like won't do anything with my mind then, maybe. The the different the the other synthetic progesterones may not have the same side effect, and you ought to talk to a gynecologist about what ones would be least likely to cause this side effect. Then, if you still have the side effect, then you got to make other plans. So they have synthesized. They have different kinds of estrogen. <coughs> and, uh, they get them out of like what glands from uh, from robots or something. I mean, where do they they synthesize the stuff now? Some of it. Where do they get the old stuff? It was horse. <clears throat> it was horse. They get from a horse. <laughs> I am so glad I'm a guy. It, no, it really sucks. I'm telling you. I know. And Drew, what percentage would you say? And I, I know you don't have any numbers in front of you, but what percentage of women uh, can take the pill without, you know, any side effects? Well, there, there's always going to be a few side effects, but anything substantial. I think the vast majority can can at least find a pill that will be tolerable without any significant side effects at all. Hey, Adam. Yes? What percentage of men pay for the pill? Oh, I I don't know. Good question. Well, I'll tell you how we pay for it, sister. What? I'll, you, you, we pay the ultimate price. We'd, we'd be glad to plop down 30 bucks a month and, and, and leave it at that, but I'll tell you the price we really pay. Actually, it's probably true. My boyfriend probably hates it. You come home, your breasts are sore. You look at the guy sitting on the on the sofa, this hand down his pants, watching television. And you look at them because your your levels are all screwed up now. You got a bunch of you, your eyes are all you, you, you got half of Mr. Ed running through your 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 system there. You're all whacked out of shape, and you blame it on the man. So you come after him. That's true. Okay. That's very true. That's the ultimate price. Wow. <laughs> but recognize well, you're very why are you so wise. I don't know. And recognize there. Are, Thank you. Keep in mind there are other products out there that may not have the same side effect because they have different progestational agents. Uh-huh. The progesterone is the thing that seems to be bugging you. But is, how much is it, by the way? The pill? average. Well, I for three month cycle I paid seventy five bucks. Oh really? So it's about twenty uh, twenty five I mean, bucks. That wow, that's like cable. You could get cable for that. Well, yeah. I mean, and oh. we don't have cable, so what's the deal? I could have Spice, HBO, and Cinemax. You could have like a mini satellite. For wow. That. Yeah, that's why. No, guys should pay for it. That's wrong. The guys don't do that. I, I guess it doesn't. Do they? I don't know. It's never come up. I've had girlfriends that were on the pill, and I just, I, don't, I, I thought there was some kind of pill fairy that just came by, and I, guys don't want to, they, they don't even want to bring it up. That's what it is. They see that little circular thing spinning around. God knows what's in there. You know what they ought to do with those things? You see the little dispensers. Uh-huh. They should, like, some company, Ann, is there some kind of cosmetic company that's come with a little compact thing where you open it and there's a mirror and a little powder puff and some rouge or something so that you could, you know, tidy up a little while you're taking the pill? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this should be just a better dispenser. Make Matt, Ann, this could be the, the, Corolla, the Corolla dispenser. Pez! Yeah, right, something like that. I cannot be the first person to th- thought of it. And we'll do it in the shape of Mr. Ed. Fantastic. Quincy. Hi. You're on the line. Hi, um, Dr. Drew. Hey, Quincy. Um, I wanted to find out. I had two questions. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're if you're in the Northeast, you pronounce this Quincy. Is, <laughs> no, is, it, is no. it Quincy? 
Quincy. All right. Nobody says Quincy. As God is my witness. Oh, God doesn't even John, know you're John, on the planet. John Quincy Adams. What's up? Uh, I want to know what happens like if you um, are taking antipsychotic drugs, like maybe Haldon. Haldol, and, huh? And you um and you and you use speed. Yeah. Um, what could happen? Uh, you could get straight A's, go right through law school, and start a uh, become a partner in a successful law firm, and have a uh, family, and, and have a large uh, summer house in the Hamptons. Am I right, Drew? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, are you on the Haldol because the thought disturbance you're having is caused by speed? Do you think? Um, in other words, we on the speed first, then you got put on the Haldol. Yeah. Well. Probably nothing. Haldol does not work very well for the, the the paranoias that are caused by speed. What about like voices and stuff? That's gonna it works for if, that. It does if you have an another psychiatric condition other than the speed addiction. So you you were had you had a problem before you got on speed. Is that right? No, not that I know of. Yeah. Well, uh, the problem is you're a speed addict. That's the problem. So you really all you're doing, whatever you're doing, you're just kind of covering up some of the side effects of being on speed. I would bet. Uh, you do speed every day? No. How often do you do it? Every other day. Every other day. I would bet that the voices you hear and the kinds of things you're preoccupied with are people that you know, and family members and friends, that sort of thing. Is that accurate? Um, there, I don't know who it is, who it is really. But, the pe but people around you, are you concerned they're thinking about you or talking about you, that kind of thing? Are you paranoid, Quincy? No, like, um, paranoid, well, a little bit, but I just think that, I hear I hear voices. I don't know where they're coming. Wait from. a minute! I hear a voice now too. Hang on. Listen. Are you listening? Yeah. Quit doing crank. Did you hear that? All right. Okay. Well, I was just concerned, like if I do, well, what's going to happen if I do it with the um, antipsychotic medicines? Nothing, probably. Is that what Doctor Drew said? You'll explode. It's it's bad. It doesn't make it doesn't make any difference. It's not the it's not a big issue. I'm just in, not going to get better. Right. You need to stop doing speed. You need to get treatment for that, all right? And then I had a second question. Yeah. What's um, amphetamine psychosis? That's what you have. That's what you have. It's why you're hearing voices. It's when you, you become have psych paranoid. psychotic brought on by the amphetamines. Right. It's everybody that does speed long enough will develop an amphetamine psychosis, and it usually is a paranoia <laughs> and a preoccupation with people around you. You get these very involved stories and, and the delusions that people are thinking about you and talking about you and planning things against you. Yeah, and, it, and that's why you know when when Dr. Quincy asked her that question, she she can't even identify it as as a thought. It's just a reality. Of her. her now, what, what if I I <coughs> I have the exact opposite? I think nobody thinks about me. No one gives a rat's hiney. No one ever talks about me. What is what is that from? Should I maybe take? A, should I work a little speed into the diet? Maybe it was those weeds they fed you. <laughs> I should have just smoked them. Call Love Line one eight hundred Love one nine one Love Line. We'll be right back. Stamps.com. A quick trip to the post office, please. You make me laugh. Huh. That wasn't that good. Ha <laughs> ha! Har! That sounded like a pirate. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, that kind of laugh. No quick trip to the post office. Driving, parking, waiting in line. A hassle. Do what we do. Use stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage right from your own computer. And you print it out right at home. 
They'll even send you a digital scale that automatically calculates the exact postage for any letter, package, or class of mail. they got a special offer. Use the promo code CLL, Classic Love Line, CLL, for a no-risk trial. 110 buck bonus offer. You get the digital scale. You get 55 bucks free postage. The scale goes right in the computer. tells exactly how much your parcel weighs and prints out the exact amount of postage you need from your own printer. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in CLL. That's stamps.com. Promo code CLL. And now, let's enjoy some classic love life. Yes, and <clears throat> boy, I'm just coughing all over the mic tonight. Let me give the phone a route. one 800 love one 3191 Fax number 310-854-4455. We're not going to head directly to the phones because we have that godforsaken 10-second ID thing to do in about... 15 seconds. I've got to make a uh, comment, though. I mentioned a birth control pill. I misspoke. It was orthopsychic, <clears throat> I was trying to think of. Uh, there, are, there are other pills out there. That girl was trying to uh, get her pill adjusted, and there are others with synthetic progesterones in it that might have Made those. from the urine of pregnant Origin- mares? Originally. <laughs> Originally. Whoa, boy. <laughs> no, I'd be cranky, too, if I had to take pills made of... Horse we will be back in ten. This is Love Line on Radio Station. Uh, all right, reset this show. Love Line. Me, Adam Carolla. He, Doctor Drew, board certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Phone number one eight hundred L O V one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. Here's a fax for you first, Adam. Here you go. Did you read this? Yeah, I did. You want to answer it? Uh, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't really a question, was it? Uh, dear Adam, did you hear about the LPGA golfer, Ladies Pro Golfing Association? That would be. LPGA. You're always talking about them, so that you'd be interested. Who announced today that she was a lesbian? It was yesterday, yeah. Uh, yesterday, she uh, she was the first to publicly announce it. And let me tell you something, by the way. Anyone on the tour, lesbian? She said no. She said she was talking well, about. Well, not it. everyone, but I, I'm saying is, is, people did not faint when they found out that uh, someone on the LPGA was actually a lesbian. Right, 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 right. It, it's like it's like finding out. Yeah, did you hear the uh, interior decorated uh, decorator that admitted he was gay? Oh my God, the humanity! Well, I don't believe duh. it. <laughs> anyway, her first name is Muffin. Well, that works. You wonder if that's one of those names she got later on. Anyway, my question to you: When did people start thinking they had to announce they were homosexual? Uh, Nineteen sixty-seven, I think, would be the answer to that. Also, right. take Drew to a nudie bar and buy him. Two hours of dances. I guess uh, we're talking about the lap dances. That'll change him. And get him off that high horse. And then there's a beautiful illustration of uh, Drew's high horse. Uh, what? Oh, 
<laughs> that it reminds me of that song Wildfire. I'm going to cry. <laughs> uh, relative to the actual size, it shows the Statue of Liberty. So it's actually about six times the size of the Statue of Liberty. And then Drew's uh, three kids jumping up and down on a trampoline nude, which would be uh, Drew's kids. So there you are. Why don't you frame that one, Drew? And now, if we may, Drew, mm, we're going back to the phone. Matt? Yes. You have a question? Yes, I have a question. Um, I'm thinking about getting a vasectomy, but I'm a little nervous because I hear people call in and say that after they've had them, they've had you know bad experiences with uh, having orgasm, having pain, mm -hmm. and all kinds of problems associated with it. We have an expert here. We certainly do. We have the, we have the one nut wonder. Engineer Mike. They're both still there. Yes, they certainly are. M Mike, mm -hmm. any pain? Mm. Any okay, Matt. Yes. Here's the deal, Matt. You're sure you don't want kids anymore? Yes. Then get it done. Get it done. There, I had it done about a month and a half ago. Really? No pain at all. The, the worst pain was the was getting the area anesthetized. Was that the orthoscopic type or the slice? I don't know. They cut me open, Matt. Uh-huh. Uh, you mean arthroscopic? Yeah, arthroscopic. Yeah, did they make an incision and go in with two hands, or did the guy operate on you from the next room looking at a TV monitor? They can do it that way? I didn't know that <laughs> was possible. On no, two, two small incisions, Matt. The feeling is, and they'll tell you, it, it's uncomfortable for a couple of days, and that's about it. There's no pain. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, all these horror stories you hear, yeah. everybody told me their favorite horror story right before I went in. Guys are Guys are nice that way. You'll hear it mostly from guys. Uh, Engineer Mike, tell mm -hmm. us about the uh, the uh, anesthesia. It's just a local. It's a shot. Where? Right there. Right there. Yeah. You don't feel it though. It's like a pinch. Right, but just into the into the sack. You ever had a, you ever had a, any any dental work done where you had a, a needle in your mouth? Same Absolutely. thing. Same thing. Yeah, but there's no there's no way the guy's screwing around with your nuts when you're in the dentist chair unless you go to one of those guys. You know what I'm saying, don't you, man? Yeah, I understand. Dr. Right. Drew. Yep. <laughs> Give me some input here. Uh, why are you so convinced you don't want to have kids? Um, just something that I've thought long and hard about. You know, I'm 33, and my girlfriend, who I will probably marry, she already has a child. She's probably not really into having any more. Well, it is reversible, right? She's probably not into it. Well, or she's she... not into it. I'm not really into it. It's not there. There are there are sort of reversible procedures they can do, but even that, it's not certainly not guaranteed. Drew, would you recommend as a precaution for men who are thinking about doing this to, for instance, freeze their hamper just as a safeguard in case they wanted to have offspring? Just keep it in, keep it in their freezer for a while. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, mean, I hear you. Should should he make a deposit in the sperm bank and then get the vasectomy and then if he wanted to have kids at some point he would have uh some example of his seed somewhere uh, that, that makes sense to me yeah. i, I don't really understand that why won't they do <clears throat> engineer mike yeah did you do that no because i don't want kids why if you're gonna, if I, you're gonna I know. the whole rigmarole I, of putting you know this in a sperm bank and so on then you shouldn't get the operation well look i don't want the plane to crash but when i go to the airport i, I spend 75 cents and get that little insurance, insurance thing you know what i'm saying it's insurance it's a completely different oh, issue. Oh, like you couldn't jack off one extra time. <laughs> uh, one thing here, Matt. Yes. The first time that you do finally uh, knock one off after you uh, have had the operation, yes. it'll be the best one you've ever had. Really? I've heard that from everybody. Really? Right. Oh, yeah. Geez, I'm thinking about doing it just for that. Now, <laughs> my sperm count's already low. Is there any way I can make it lower without getting a vasectomy? 
Not that I can think can of she, offhand. Can't, I mean, can't you do a bunch of intravenous drugs right, or, or do, and, smoke a lot of pot? Suck a bunch of carbon monoxide or get a job in a coal mine or something? Yeah. No, there's really nothing you can do that okay. I can think of. Okay. Mm. So vasectomy. Mm. Okay. Wear a condom. I mean, do the vasectomy. I, look, he's 33, doesn't want kids. He's already has a kid. If I want kids, I can adopt, right? Right. But I would freeze the sperm. What yeah, is the big deal What if deal your relationship with, with your present girlfriend doesn't work out, and you fall in love with a girl who is dying to have a huge family, yeah. and that you can't marry her because right. you're unacceptable? What if you meet a Catholic broad? She is Catholic. Really? So am I. Only has one kid? Yep. The other six died in a plane crash, right? Yep, exactly. All right. Matt? Thank you. Freeze Adam, it. You are a doctor in my eyes. You're a doctor of love. Thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> I re- I, I think the freeze things are good. I know I this is the eighth time I brought it up, but yeah. and I understand. I understand you want to commit. You want to commit, but still, you know what I mean. You show up at the fight. You want to win, but you still bring the little end yeah. swell thing, and you still bring the little cut man. Does that mean you'd never get married? Because well, you might meet somebody else. You're just on, keep that insurance there. You're onto my rap, Mike. Just push the buttons, would you? You're barely doing that job. <laughs> I just turned my phones down. <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. Should I stop coughing directly into the mic? Uh, yeah, I think that might be a good idea. Okay. Um, and Drew, stop chewing. Drew, okay, quit eating it. popcorn. You know, and let me tell you, as soon as it hits 11 o'clock, all hell breaks loose on this show. I get out my rig. Drew turns on the TV, puts his feet up, and starts snacking. Andrew? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Well, I kind of got this thing going on with a uh, girl, and uh, I was going on some dates with her, and... Uh, she said she didn't want to lead me on because she liked my best friend. And so he asked me if he could start seeing her, and I said okay. And so they started going out, and I still like her, and I'm pretty sure that she likes me. And now he's starting to treat her like crap. He, like, makes stuff up about her, and, and that never happened. And, and then he, like, breaks promises that he he told her that he wouldn't do, like smoking pot and stuff. and. And she gets pissed at him, and they get in fights, and she keeps going back to him, and I don't know what to do. And What's your question for us? He won't talk to me, and he's, like, really pissed at me because he, I don't know, he just, I don't know what to do. He just, he won't talk to me. I, I don't understand the question do for you, us. Do you love him? Do I love him? What's... No, her. All right. And I don't know what to do, you know, because I don't want her, I mean. Andrew. Yeah. She, you had a couple dates with her. Yeah. Look. It's like this. She she visited a couple different car lots. She jumped yeah. in you. She took you around the block a few times. Yeah. She got out. She went down the street to the Lexus dealership, and she bought herself a Lexus. But then she kept Andrew in the garage for when the Lexus right. was, uh, you know, misbehaving. Right. Look at Drew getting in on the car references. Right? Isn't that right? I think that's what it was. I, I don't know if she kept Andrew around or Andrew kept himself around. Well, we're like best friends, me and this girl. Her name's Jessica. We're right. like best friends. We tell each other everything. Right. And, uh... Right. And he can't take it. He's just like, he's going nuts, and so now he hates my guts, I guess. All right, but Andrew? Yeah? Let me let you in on some some wisdom. Okay. I want you to learn from my mistakes. Okay. There is something that young men have, more than young women, I believe, but all young people, but especially the young men. They believe that if they try to go out with somebody or they make an attempt at somebody to go, to have a, a relationship. relationship with them and they're turned down that they can work on them like some kind of science project and eventually they'll come around. And as society, that's what we'd like you to believe. 
Right. Because there's all sorts of songs about it, and right. the, you know that's sort of the basis of a lot of like perfumes and stuff. And right. yeah, I'm gonna go hit the gym, and I'm gonna come back. You know, it's a, it's all about that. Mm. Uh-huh. Never works. Rarely, rarely, rarely. People generally, younger people especially. Yeah. Essentially, you might as well consider it as something that never happens. I agree with that. They look at you under twenty, uh-huh. one in a million. You might as well. Might, I'll go get that stinking Ed McMahon letter out of the trash and have a better chance of winning the eleven million. Andrew, listen. They look at you and they size you up. They put you in the friend category. Uh-huh. They put you in the, or they put you in the I would like to have sex with this person category. Maybe not today, but but I'm open to it. You know what I mean? It's either this category or that category. You got put in the friend category, and you you will remain in the friend category. Now, now we're going to get 500 calls of people who start in the friend category and develop the relationship. Oh, things will change. She'll have three bad marriages, a couple abusive alcoholic husbands, uh, a couple litters of kids, and then she'll be 28. She'll look like a prune from smoking and laying out in the sun too long, have a couple of hysterectomies, and then she'll come back and say, Andrew... You were the one all along while she's hacking up a big phlegm ball and, and, and want to tie the knot at this point. And then you'll look back and go, oh, man, what was I thinking? And that's the way that happened. I sure as hell hope not. Oh, it will. So here's the deal, Andrew. She yeah. filed you into the friend category. Yeah. You're going to remain there. So it's time to move on. You think? It's time to move on in that department. You can still be friends with her. Yeah. But you have to move on when it comes to forming relationships. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's... I'm pretty sure she likes me, though. Well, she, she tried you. She didn't like you. No, it's... it's... <laughs> Andrew, do you want me to embarrass you by calling her and having her announce to the world? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You got balls as big as the all-outdoors, Andrew. All right, we're going to put him on hold. Take sick. We're going to call this girl, and we're going to find out from the horse's mouth. Keith. Yes. You're on Loveline. How you guys doing? Good. I have a really good question for you. All right. I bet it's not, but go ahead. I'm 21 years old. I'm engaged. And we're going to get married um, sometime next year. My girlfriend read a study that smoking pot changes the semen in a male's body and can cause birth defects. That is That apparently is true. Is I, I would have said no even as recently as six months ago, but I've read some stuff, too, that looks pretty convincing. And the, the studies are beginning to come in to suggest that uh, particularly orthopedic kinds of defects. Uh-huh. Well, you, you uh, know what it does to the sperm? They 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 become lethargic. They go, uh, 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 you you go up the uh, vaginal canal uh, tomorrow. No, you you go. No, go ahead. If you need any help cracking into the egg, call me. But I'm going to be here like, I'm going to hang out on the penis for a while longer, and then I'll be back in the urethra. I'll be over here in the urethra. You go up the canal there. Okay. Now, and, and interestingly, uh, this risk, and I haven't seen any good data on what the time course is for this, but even smoking pot previously increases the risk. Uh, and again, if women smoke during pregnancy, the risks are quite substantial. No, but he's talking about, right. But he's talking about males. That's right. Smoking. Right. That's and, right. And you're saying males smoking prior? Yeah. To uh, and conception. Nobody, right, and it's not even clear how long prior right. this thing. I got to tell. All right, let me tell you before everyone kills themselves. It's not that long, if at all, because everyone I know smoked pot at one time or another. Mm. Actually, they all have well, mongoloid my, my kids. <laughs> You're right. That's sad. 
What's that? My girlfriend already has a birth defect. She only has three fingers on each hand. Hmm. Really? Yeah, it's a really rare thing. I guess there's only like 500 documented cases ever. Mm-hmm. And she had a bunch of genetic testing done at um, through her, her medical insurance. Mm-hmm. And they said that she's at risk only if some chromosome in my body matches the the chromosome that's messed up in her. What, well, what? That, but that that means it's a recessive. It has to be a dominant. Uh, in other words, you have to have two recessive genes in order to get the thing to express itself. Right. So that has nothing to do with marijuana. What fingers does she have? Uh, she has the the first three. Oh, so you still got to buy an engagement ring? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> engagement ring. Ah. Oh. <laughs> All right, Drew. You know, we're just having a good time, aren't we, Keith? Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. Thank you. Good luck. Let's see. Andrew. Yes. Uh-huh. Won't let her take calls after nine. We just read a quick note that Andrew, Mr. Confident over there, has wussed out before the gauntlet I laid down. Right. Yes, I knew it. Believe me, people, listen to me. When someone wants to be friends with you, they mean it. They're not bluffing. You cannot talk them out of it. <clears throat> As you get older, there's other factors that you can wave around and, and you know, you can change it a little bit. But uh, at 18, uh-uh. Brandon. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. I just got to say, I don't want to get into politics, but I love Rush Limbaugh. I've been on the phone with him, and this is even cooler. Wow. I mean that. <laughs> I, have, I have two questions. I didn't talk to the screener. This is real quick. I don't want to spend, like, more than 20 seconds. Drew? Yeah. Hi, Andy. Um, I want, like, a possibly or probably not, if we can do this real quick. Um, I've been having sex with my, well, my fiancé for about three months now. Um, I feel that I don't have very large amounts of sperm when I ejaculate. And I was born two months premature. I have blindness in one eye, and I've kind of got a bad back due to birth. Is that something that may need to be checked out for having kids in the future? Yeah, you just need a sperm count. Get a sperm it, count? It may well have nothing... No implications, but okay. to get a check. I'm going out. to the doctor here in about two weeks for That's a full fine. physical, That's so I'll fine. just do it then, but just probably or possibly. Uh, possibly. Okay. Um, my main question is, I've known this girl for about a year and a half. Um, we've been going out for almost seven, and it's going real well. Um, basically, my, my parents are both very Catholic. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What, what part of Minnesota are you from? Eden Prairie. All right. You want you wanted yeah, <clears throat> We knew that, didn't we? A boat. It's a boat. A boat. Uh, listen, Brent, you've been going out with her for seven years? Seven months. All right, wait a minute. I thought he said seven he years, said, too. He yeah. said, I've known my, I've been going I've out with my girlfriend for a year and a half. I've known her for a year and a half. Ah. I've been dating her about seven months. Okay. okay. Um, I am in school now. I'm graduating in October. Um, my lease is up in July this year. We're talking about getting married in the future in a couple of years. We've both got good jobs. We've both got money saved. Um, no and your question. Okay. You are a rush man. I had a well, I'm, I'm at work, and it's been closed for an hour and a half, and I'm just waiting for the police to call asking while I'm still here. Um, I'm wondering because my mom had a bad marriage to my father. Um, she got married real young. It wasn't real It wasn't real peachy keen or anything, and I get along with him fine now, and he's mellowed out a little bit. But because of that, she's always been really protective of me and what may happen if I move in with this girl who's right. a few years older than she, me. She, of course, doesn't want you to make the same mistake and marry at a young age. Yeah, yeah. And you, of course, yeah. have only that model to live by and want to do that. I haven't, I haven't actually approached the concept of marriage with her. But um, you intend to do that. She, I know. She why do you want to? Why do you want to perpetuate the mistakes your parents made? See, well, I don't. But the thing I'm more interested in is because of my lease is being up here soon. I'm through school in October, so I'm going to be going to the reserves directly after school, 
And for those three months, I brought up the idea of maybe moving in with her for just those couple months and seeing how things would work, kind mm. of like a trial thing. No. She did not go for it at all. Yeah. We're, we're, I mean, this. she said she'd never forbid me from doing anything like this, but I feel I'm mature enough. She's older than me. Oh. She's, you know, we're... we're how old's your girlfriend? She's 22. All right, listen, Brandon, take a breath. Mm -hmm. Relax for a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, I moved in with my crazy uh, stripper British girlfriend once because Elise one up. That's how I initially, I moved in with her after like six weeks because I got thrown out of a house. Mm -hmm. She had this single in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what a single is. That, that's not a one bedroom. That's a no. That's a it's room. One, one room. You get a room, like yeah. with a hot plate. Yeah. And we just sat and rotted in this place like, like bad fruit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, the relationship was never right after that. Huh. Uh, you, you really, moving in is, is, I don't really recommend it anymore, but but if you do, you certainly don't want to do it out of convenience. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's not completely. I mean, it's a house. It's a full size house. We're going to have our space actually. All right. He's not, he's not talking about those kinds of conveniences. Her, her mom will be living with us. I don't want to know if there's like a toaster oven it and a microwave. But listen, Brandon. And no, there's not a squeegee in the bathroom. All right, good man. Well, obviously a, a Limbaugh fan. <laughs> you mega ditto a hole you. Uh -huh. Well, and I, 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 I guess, I guess it's come to the point where we're going to move in. We're uh, going to do it. All right, all right, Brandon, listen, Brandon, 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 put down the coffee and perk up your ears for a second. Okay. All right. Your mom got married young; it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Statistically, and you should know this from being a uh, avid talk radio listener, the statistics don't lie. Mm -hmm. Young marriages just do not pan out. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you guys could be <clears throat> atypical. You you could be the exception and not the rule, but you probably won't be. There is no harm in waiting a little bit. A long bit. You sound like a guy who wants to chart out the next five years on a calendar and work out every move uh, up to, you know, when you wipe your ass. Relax. Relax. I can hear it in your voice, Brandon. You're working too hard. Don't think so much. You know what I'm saying? Just relax. Be, be more, see how things I think work out. Telling somebody that that's like Brandon to relax is is not going to be received. Tell him what he should do, which is take time. Don't get married for the five years, and we'll be back. You should call Loveline one eight hundred Love one nine one. Hello, Loveline. Loveline will be right back. Still going to the post office? What? No. You get postage on demand with Stamps.com. Unlike the post office, Stamps.com never closes. That's right. They're open 30-10. I've rounded up from 24-7. You can buy and print official U.S. postage right from your own desk. You got a special offer. You got a promo code CLL. That's right. Use our promo code CLL. There's a no-risk trial. $110 bonus offer includes a digital scale and 55 bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in CLL, that's stamps.com, promo code CLL, and enjoy your classic love line. <laughs> Hello, this is Michael Gorgian from Party of Five, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. 
Well, that's the most Michael said all night, actually. It was the liner he cut for us. God bless him. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. That is Dr. Drew. He is so wonderful. We're going back to the phones. Kenny. Hi. Hey. Hey, you guys. What's up? Hey, what's up, homie? Hey, think you guys are great. Hi, Kenny. What's up? Thanks. All right. Um. Well, here's the deal. I'm 14. Mm-hmm. Um. My my girlfriend's 14, and we've been going out for a year and a half now. And she recently asked me to have sex with her, and I said no. And now she gave me an ultimatum to either have sex with her or she'll dump me. How old is she? She's also 14. So. Cruel, cruel world. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like the days when the, when the beeve would have problems. Although, okay. So, what is her... All right. You don't seem to even to be able to grasp this I, I, I don't... <clears throat> you know what this is? This is like a greased pig. I can't even... You know, I'm chasing, I'm diving, I'm just getting air and tail. Can't get your hands around. <clears throat> okay. Kenny. Yeah. How close is she to 15? Um, She's turning 15 in July. Has she had sex before with anybody? No, she's a virgin. What is the hurry? What? Why is she in such a hurry? I don't know. She just, like, shocked me all of a sudden and asked me. What What is her family situation like? Um, Well, she doesn't have a father. Hmm. Mm. Hey. Yeah. What do you know? Hold on. Let me get up. All right. I'm back on my chair. <laughs> yes? Um, and her family situation's like pretty normal, nothing much. Okay, but dad is absent. Yeah. Why is dad absent? Where's he been? Um, I don't know. She hasn't talked about she him. She never much. talks about him. Yeah. Okay. Something's up with dad. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. And listen, I'm not saying that if you want to have sex, your dad has abused you or abandoned you. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that oftentimes... <clears throat> when we talk to girls who want to have sex, maybe a few years younger than, than most girls want to have sex, or or tried at least, right. when we talk to girls who are making a living dancing topless or bottomless, actually, there's no places where you just dance bottomless. That's it. I'm going to open a bar. Bottomless, but the top stays on. Could you imagine the publicity I would get? People, guys going nuts. Take the top off! With... With the crotch right in the face, not even looking at it. Going, I saw part of her boob, Phil. <laughs> All right, Kenny, listen. It's it's a little different in that a 14-year-old who's who's sort of behaving in a deviant fashion in regards to sexual relations may be trying to achieve intimacy in dysfunctional ways. As a result of what her relationship was like with her father, she may be trying to get at something emotionally in a, in an in a inappropriate way. And she's going to end up hurting herself and you. And just recognize what she's looking for is an emotional connection, probably. And yeah, but I really like her, though. How far have you gone with her? Well, um, we've gone out on about oh, 25 dates. <laughs> and we're just, like, really close. 25 dates? Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, I know. I don't mean how far, like, how far have you, you traveled with her on a bus. It's not a geographical question. I mean, what base? I'd say about second. About second. Yeah. Okay. So you, you've done some some pet, some petting and some fooling around. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And you've been going out 
<clears throat> for a year and a half, and that's, you know, she feels comfortable with you and all that. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right. I think you have to stick to your guns here. I mean, if you don't feel comfortable right. doing it, then you tell her that, and the, ultim- uh, the ultimatum that she gives you is is uh, really moot. a futile effort. Moot, right. Yeah, it's moot. Uh, and I think you you must remember, and this is what people really don't realize, not just your age, but really a our society doesn't make much of this, but this is in fact the case, that when you have those kinds of close relationships with people, the physical relationship, it creates bonds and feelings that you really can't control and you may not really want to have. I mean, it may, you may end up staying with this girl for years afterwards just because of the intensity of the feelings that this would develop with you, and she may not be the right person. You may be, you know, Kenny should be dating lots of people, meeting different people, finding out what relationships are like for you and what you like about people. And going ahead and having sex at a young age not only creates all the problems you hear on Love Line in terms of sexually transmitted diseases and pregnancies and whatnot, but the, but the kind of relationship you will have, you really might not want or be ready for at your age. And so it's just just cool. Yeah, I mean, she's my first girlfriend too. Yeah, the, which is great. But just just find out why she's so inclined and see if maybe you can talk her out of it or make her make her focus on things that she really not wants out of the relationship. All okay? right. Thank you. All right, Kenny. All right. Boy, I wonder how Kenny feels. Now, Kenny's been on 25 dates with his girlfriend, and they're just beginning to discuss sex. Drew, on the other hand, had one date before he closed the deal. One date. (laughs) I'd just like to bring that up. I remember the whole ass-shaving period that we went through. Hey, Drew, the horse is out of the barn now. The horse is running away by itself. <laughs> and uh, you got a lot of mileage out of that, and I'm going to have my fun with the uh, first date sexual escapades. Ben! Uh, yes, my... Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, Ben. Uh, hi, Ben. I was... I have a just a real quick question. Um, my friend and his mom are always arguing about if identical qu- uh, identical twins have uh, uh, identical DNA strands, they have identical DNA strands. That is correct. Okay, that, I guess that's all I had to. That's say. what identical twins are. They are people who are genetically identical. Who who do you argue about this with? Um, well, me and my friend and his mom, because uh, his sister his sisters are identical twins. And what does the mom say? Um, he says that they aren't. They are. So you mean... Okay, so uh, she's right. They are identical. So you mean if O.J. had a, had a twin, it could have been he yeah, who, who murdered those, right. uh, those nice folks. Yeah, it's why when, when, my brother. when you study, when people try to determine whether or not a disease has a prominent biological or genetic basis to it, they'll study twins. And if one twin is, is you know gets a disease and the other tends to get it just as likely, it's probably a biologically based disease. Okay, Ben? All right. Thanks. And Ben? Yeah. Just talk about sports or something, would you? It's a pretty heady conversation for a 17-year-old sitting around talking about DNA strands. With your friend's mom. <laughs> you know what I was talking about when I was Ben's age? Pie, pie filling. Puka shells. Those are the only kind of strands I was interested in. <laughs> I don't know if people remember what those were, Adam. God. All right, Drew, now you're starting to... God awful little shells that came from Hawaii. Pieces of shells. Pieces of shells that the guys wore in like a choker. I think Leif Garrett may have brought it over to the uh, 
brought it over stateside. Jim. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Uh, so, uh, I, I had a, a problem with, uh, my girlfriend. Uh, I'm trying to get, uh, I'm trying to be able, uh, be able to watch wrestling. Every time I try and watch it, she starts attacking me. Uh, she gets all hot and bothered and. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Who's she into? Huh? The macho man? No. <laughs> she don't like him, no. He's too old, she says. Who's she like? Sergeant Slaughter? No. <laughs> she likes Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I like Shawn Michaels. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's, you know, I don't mind, you know, having sex, but. But damn it, you're trying to watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you guys work out some sort of position where you can have sex and you can still enjoy viewing your TV? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. I, I I can't do that. I can't. Jim, I can't watch TV. I can't watch guys wrestling around and then have while sex. you're having sex. Yeah, yeah, it is a little gay, isn't it? Yeah. There's uh, there's some tag team, a couple of sweaty guys doing a you know going off the uh, turnbuckle, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but that turns her on. See. It does. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I'll be watching it, and she'll be, you know, I'll tell her, you know, she'll say, okay, I'll be good, she'll say, you know. And she'll sit there and watch it with me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she just starts climbing all over me. Uh-huh. You know, grabbing me. I mean. Now, crazy. is she is she all woman, or is she, like, you know, part chow? I mean. What do you what's mean? What's her IQ, Jim? I don't know. She's pretty smart. Pretty smart, like yeah. she can brush her own teeth and take care oh, of herself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, knows how to get in in and out of the house. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jim, what about you? What I'm working right now. I don't oh, okay. Where are you working? I, I work at a group home. Uh huh. I uh, supervise a group home at night. You actually didn't we have a call last yes. night about that? Yes. Uh, Sunday, Sunday. The girl was working in the kitchen. Remember. Yeah, uh, Jim, let me ask you, and I, I don't want to belittle you or anything, but how much supervision do you think sleeping old people need? <laughs> I mean, everyone's asleep, aren't they? Yep. So what are you what are you supervising? There's not like they're having well, a shuffleboard right tournament. Supervising the phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jim. Jim. Yeah. Stay away from from the people who are sleeping. You understand that, right? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. All right. There's no answer to this. Okay. All right. You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. All right. You think Jim was getting into some of the medication? Or needing some. <laughs> so you're saying if he wasn't getting into it, perhaps... I'm more concerned. Perhaps he should. Uh. Do we have time for one more call, Drew? Mm, no. We don't? No. Then we'll be back. Hello, this is my dog. His name's Bay. Sit, sit, stay. Roll over. Roll, roll. No, wave, no. Love line will be right back. Stay. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. I was not setting out to be like the, the classic handsome man kind of persona or whatever it is in my career as a musician. And I don't think a lot of the greatest people were Bowie or Iggy Pop or Mick Jagger. But the two things that I think are most attractive in, in life are confidence and ambition. Like that you that you see something in the future. Hello. 
This is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me and one of my greatest heroes, Brett Easton Ellis, on his podcast, The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast at podcast1.com. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, friends, we're back on Loveline. Let me get the phone number out, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew, and she is Pam. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Um, I have kind of a weird question for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going through the process of a divorce right now. And I just found out he was cheating on me in December, and I moved out in January. And I've known this other guy for quite a long time, almost two years now. And we kind of have a relationship started, and I was kind of wondering, is that a smart thing to do? You work with this other guy? Well, I work with him, but we work different shifts. Uh We don't see Mm -hmm. each other very often. Uh I mean, she answered her own question, even the way she couched her question. Okay. It was, it, was, it was more like, isn't this a dumb thing to do, is sort of what she asked. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, I really do have feelings for him, but I'm scared it's a rebound. And it's a place of work. That well, you're that, but we, we're in total separate areas, and we don't see each other that often. It'd screw up your work environment still, wouldn't it? If something went wrong. Well, it it's not quite the yeah, same as if they're on the same floor in the same, you know, office. little area right. or whatever. But yeah, still. Right. And not the greatest idea. Right. And I just I don't know what to really do about it because I really like him, but I don't want it to be a rebound. And yet my Why don't you just Why don't you freeze him? him or something for a year and then you guys can get back together? Of course, well, what can you do? You started something up. No, we didn't. We we agreed to stay friends for right now. So you didn't start anything. Well, no, not really. Did you have sex or not? No. Oh, really? No. Well, I can't, I really can't right now. I'm going through a few problems. D- downstairs? You bet. What's going on down there? I've had cancer before, and I'm going through problems with it again. Well, do you no. have any questions for Drew about that? Well, I don't know. It's, I've been through it all, so. <laughs> uh, so you, you've talked to the doctors and all that. Yeah, I've been going to doctors and stuff, and now he just put me through a whole bunch of not, more tests. I've been. All right, we're going to stick to the emotional stuff then. So yeah, you're well, smart. All right, you didn't you didn't consummate the friendship. No, not yet. Okay, good. So wait it out a little bit. Make it respectable, and that way if things. Know, it's, it's back to what you've said in the past, Adam. About the hardest thing is just to do nothing, just be alone. Yes. Right, and, and that's what you need right now is just to do nothing and just take it easy, and uh, you know, date people, but don't get involved. And what? Well, yeah, but then why date? You know, I mean, to say date people but don't get involved. To to use another analogy which I used about ten minutes ago is like saying uh, go test drive cars but don't buy one. It's like oh, well then just here. stay home. I can't do that though. I mean, I grew up on a country farm. <laughs> I can't go out and test drive cars. I'm not that type. 
Yeah, well, I, I don't mean... All right, okay. You, you grow up on a farm? Let me tell you, some of the most uh, sexually bizarre people grow up on farms. <laughs> well, I'm not one of them, I don't think. <laughs> some people call me a prude because I can't even do it in the daylight. Really? Right. You mean even if the curtains are drawn? Correct. Or, or closed? I have a real low self-esteem. Oh, baby. I'll admit that. Oh, Pam, come on. <laughs> Why do you have that? You're, 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 well, you're... with what my husband just got done putting me through, yeah. I mean, he used to beat me. He used to, um, when I was going, I have a brain tumor. When I was going through the brain tumor, he wasn't there. He wasn't for, there for me with anything. I was fat. I was ugly. I was stupid. I was dumb. Everything. Jeez. Right. So... But, but your self-esteem was in, in suspect shape, or you wouldn't have... Got him up with this place. guy in the yeah. first place, right? Well, it, it none of it started until two weeks after we got married, and we were only married for less than two years. Okay. And I caught him messing around with his... All right. Mike, Engineer Mike, do you have the Etch-A-Sketch? <laughs> no. Mike just says, F you. You make fun of my nuts, F you. Pam, listen. Yeah. You're doing the right thing. You're smart. You get the divorce. You get away from this guy. It was an abusive guy. You take care of some medical problems, and you take it easy. But you don't jump into another relationship because the likelihood is you'll find another abusive guy. Even if you think he's the perfect guy, it wouldn't have any possibility. Well, see, this guy was there to protect me against him. Oh, uh, yeah. Pam. <laughs> Pam. Yes. Y y your instincts are good. You have a guy, you have a relationship with him, but you're not moving ahead with it. You're kind of keeping, you're orbiting with it. You're not landing. Right, You're not I'm, planting oh. the flag in the name of Pam, all right? I'm totally scared of men right now. All right, good. You should be. I'm frightened by men, too. <laughs> Relax and just feel it out. We've said that off a lot tonight, haven't we? Yeah, we're getting yeah. A, I know. Yeah. This has become like some sort of a hot, like a suicide hotline. Just put the phone down, yeah. walk away from the radio, get <laughs> into bed, pull the cover over your head, close your eyes. Ah. <sighs> Drew, where were two, we? Ah, let me read this fax real quick. Hey, Adam, please take us to Boobville for spring break. <laughs> uh, P.S. Bring Drew and his high horse. Uh, I'll tell you, man, this could make this would be a movie. Uh, Boobville spring break fraternity vacation. <laughs> tell me, that wouldn't be the highest charting uh, charting rental movie of all time. It wouldn't. I'll tell you. The boys from the keg house go to Boobville for spring break. And the hijinks ensue. Oh, come on. It'd be huge. James? Adam, hi. Hey. Hey, I had a question for the both of you. Uh, I want to know how you qualify as an alcoholic. Well, you got to get loaded. I know that. No, well, no, nothing. That not even a mind way of defining. Oh it, yeah, well, uh, from a textbook uh, medical thing, it has to do with genes and parents and well, yeah, all, <laughs> all that, that crap. Yeah, all that complex stuff. Here's the deal. Here's a simple way to know, and it, you may not even be. You got to understand that there's very incipient or or mild forms of this disease. It can be very severe and it can be very profound. Okay, and most people tend to progress once they actually get the disease, once they sort of qualify for meeting criteria for the disease, it, it tends to progress to more severe forms. Basically, the way I think of it is this. If you have a family member, parent, grandparent with alcoholism, and if you have a relationship with alcohol that tends to have momentum and that you continue in spite of significant consequences in your life, 
That's it. Yeah, that's that's basically the rule of thumb. If, if it's affecting work, if it's affecting relationships, relationships financial problems, legal problems, if people are yet, saying stop drinking or else. Yeah, then you have your problem. And, and by the way, grandpa or dad was an alcoholic, then you're there. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, would, I would say if you get a 502 or you get you know some sort of vehicle problem, you, you wrap your car around a telephone pole or you get pulled so, over, so whatever. Strong warning. Uh, you missed a few days of work. Or you're not functioning at work like you could because well, you're, you're hungover or what there, happened. You're there. Again, if dad or somebody is, if you can point at some alcoholism in your biological background. And girlfriend, wife, husband, or boyfriend pulls you aside and tells you. And, and then the blackout thing, too. Is but, you know, but now you're describing more severe, really significant forms of the disease. Well, okay, I'll say if you have any one of those. Right. Then. right. All right, Drew? Everyone James? happy? Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. All, All right. right. Didn't ask me if you had it or not. Oh, keep going. Maybe he's writing a paper. We don't got time for everybody in the personal problems. Kelly. Hi. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. <laughs> hey, Adam. Kelly. Um, it's late. <laughs> What's going on? My, okay, I've been having this guy that I, he's my boss. And he's been going out with this girl for five years now. And we started getting together last summer. And he wasn't my boss at the time, but since he, then he's been promoted. And now he's going to have her call me because she suspects something's going on. And he told her a story and told me the same story and wants me to tell her that story when she calls. All right. I'm going to... All right. We're going to have producer Ann play the jealous girlfriend real fast. <sighs> and you repeat the rap that you've learned. All right, Kelly? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, do we have a phone? When you hear the phone ringing, Kelly, you, you pick it up. What's her name? Kim. All right. The part of Kim tonight will be played by the lovely producer, Ann. Kim, right. the jealous boss's real girlfriend. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, well... Yes. I, Huh? You're Kim. Who's you called. You called her. You, Anne, come on. I called her. Yes, you're Kim, the jealous girlfriend. Oh. You called. You want to know about her? Her, her affair with your boyfriend. You suspect Hi, things. Hi, Kelly. Yeah. Hi, this is Kim. Uh huh. Um, I needed to know something. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? First, sorry. What's the boss's name? John. 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 Um, do you know John? Yeah. Yeah. How well do you do you know John? Um. I've been over there. I was over there once. I don't believe it already. Already, whatever she's saying, it, it, you, she just changes her whole Kelly rap at yeah. that point. We see through you like a jellyfish. Well, that's because I don't want to lie to her, though. She just, she just, it, it just clicks off when she starts lying, doesn't it? Yeah, Kelly. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to pull this one off. Well, like, I don't want to lie to her, but the thing is, is that... If I don't, I know that I'm probably going to have to either lose my job or I'm going to have to quit because, I mean... Because she's going to insist on it. He will. Well, he will because she will. Right. She's going to say, there's no way you're showing up at a place while that homewrecker, Kelly, is still pushing your pencil. Exactly. All right. And you're no Meryl Streep. I can't. I don't like lying to people. You're a little be- better than uh, Melanie Griffith, though, by the way, <laughs> but just marginally. 
And Anne, you're not up for any uh, Cleos or Oscars yourself okay, over there. I didn't have any time to study my part. Okay? <laughs> you certainly didn't. You I didn't had even no get script. the script. <laughs> it was all off the cuff. I just wanted you to get the beats, baby, and have fun with it. Come on. All right. All right, Kelly. Yeah. Then don't lie if you if you don't feel comfortable about it. I told him that, and he he's like, "Well, fine, don't do that." But I mean, what what'll happen there on the rocks already? And she'll break up with him, and he'll take that out on me. All right, listen, Kelly. Here's what you do. Listen to me. I I'm always right. She may have okay. legal rights. Am I right? She may have way. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You tell him you're you're not going to do it because you're going to screw it up. You're going to get him in worse. Right. Tell him to tell her not even to call you because. He, you're gonna, what, however bad it is, it's going to be worse. Right. You can't call an employee. This is ridiculous. Right. Tell him, to, tell him to do the lying. Number two, if if this action or inaction gets you fired, then you sue his ass. You go to his superior. What kind of place is it? It's a bottling company. Yeah, is it a big place? Yeah. How many bottles? Cola. Okay, there it is. It's huge. There, go ahead. Then you go to Mr. Pepsi or whoever the hell the guy is, yeah. and you tell him, I'm sure this guy has a zillion people over his head. He will crap bricks when he hears that you're going above his head. No, because, well, I'm, I'm the only person yes, there. No, and so he can, the, the upper management doesn't want me working there anyway. Because it's in, Kelly. In a warehouse. If they know though that they have a liability on their hands, they're right. gonna, they're gonna uh, they're gonna hear it. Kelly. Uh huh. Pretend like you're a person with a lot of self esteem and make a lot of noise over I'm being not. jerked around this way, okay? I don't have a lot of. I know you don't, but I'm saying pretend like it for Christ's sake for once in your life, and do it right. Line. 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 Love line. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, this is Chris Jericho. Check out my new podcast, Talk is Jericho, with my first guest, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah! Is there a bigger, better guest? I don't think so, and that's the bottom line. Download the first episode of Talk is Jericho at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Well, mm-hmm. running out of show. I don't know. Do we have time for one quick call? We're out. Uh, you don't think so? One minute. All right, Drew. Read the address All for right. the email and for the regular mail. Emails. And sell it. Sell L-U-V-1. it. No, sell it. No. Come on, sell it. What was that in the background? <laughs> Luv one nine one on America Online. Luv one nine one and. In, uh, if you want to write to us, it's Loveline P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood 90078. I don't buy it. I'm not writing. Sorry, I'm telling the truth. I don't buy it. It is what it is. I don't want to write. That doesn't make Please me don't want write to write. Me. Please don't write me. <laughs> I would like to thank the beautiful Sherry for doing her magic on the phone. I would like to thank Anne, not only producer Anne, but, but quite an accomplished actress, we found out when she didn't know what part she thank was you. playing. I would like to thank Mike for delving in 
to a very controversial subject, which would be his testicles. This guy is an asshole. <laughs> and speaking openly about the open incision the doctor made in his testicles and the local anesthetic he took down there as well. I get the feeling his nuts are starting to ache as, as I speak. I'd like to thank myself for doing a mediocre job. I would like to thank Dr. Drew for showing up and putting up with me. What, what, what? I can't hear anything anymore, but it doesn't matter. We're going to return tomorrow night, and I guarantee you the show will be better tomorrow night. Until then, mahalo. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. So that's it, then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. happy. Loveline's producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you.